shit, mom, because that's a very major story arc that they totally shit the bed. That first go around. Completely shit the bed. I mean, you have to have it, right? You have to do it the right way. I mean, they're both blue, and I know that that's kind of like X-Men racism, but it's part of it, right? Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's a little like, bit. Like uh, mother, like son. Well, because she is a, she is a bamf. She's a badass motherfucker. Mm. <laughs> okay, let's mm. let, let's go ahead and jump into today's episode of Escaping Podcast. The best podcast in Colorado Springs when it comes to all things geek, nerdy, and everything in between. And by everything in between, he means the difference between a normal gene and an X gene. Now, that's why they're what, called the X-Men. Or what about Madeline prior to that? Oh, well, Madeline prior to that, redheads are a constant. As always, I am your host, Daniel Rojas, joined by... Kills for Show, a.k.a. Ice Spot, a.k.a. Roberto DeCulsto. Oh my <laughs> god. Uh, Michelle, a.k.a. No Intro, is not with us this week, but we are joined by a guest from another one of our shows. You've heard him here before. Hi, Michelle. And you've heard him on another show, Yo, Where the Captions At. It is... You know who it is. It's Roscoe T. Coyle. How I already you? got my <laughs> X-Men name, because it's Roscoe T. Coyle. There it is. So today we are doing a little bit of a filler episode, bridging the gap uh, while we wait for October, the spooky season. You just got done listening to our last series. Yes, about villains, the Um, baddies. The bad, the bad, and the baddies. This time we're talking about New Mutants, the movie that just came out, as well as Fox's X-Men series. As you know with this podcast, we started off talking about X-Men, so it only seemed right for a filler episode to bring you here. Yes, to fill in the gaps. So before we get to the meat... Before we get to the New Mutants, which is the most recent incarnate or recent installment of the uh, Foxman, Foxman, which was supposed to be a Disneyman, but is not. So let, let let's start at the very beginning. Let's start in the year two thousand. In the year two thousand, <laughs> the far off, in not the year too distant 2000. future. It was oh, the, the future. It was the oh. it was the not too distant future before. Yes, it was. And we saw the the start of what would be. A huge series that was good, was bad, and sometimes was not worth mentioning. Exactly. Um, that's funny that you uh, mentioned that it did start off saying in the near future. It's very comic booky, very Marvel. <laughs> never to give you an exact date in the timeline, unless you're Captain America being frozen in the 60s. But other than that, we never actually get a concise date of when these events take place so they could be um, loosey-goosey with the timeline and when they fit these in. Um, Continuity-wise. And they, they, they did that for a good long while in the comics and, and in the shows until about, I want to say, 2010 or so. And right around then, they're like, okay, well, this is happening during this president's you know term. Is this that- is happening while this is happening in the world. But all the while, we were getting movies left and right coming out, starting with 2000's X-Men. Now, that movie, ooh... It didn't age well. It did not, but when it first came out, it was incredible. Because we ain't seen shit like it, really. Like, we (laughs) had superhero movies, but when it came to the X-Men, arguably the most popular comic book of the 90s, still X-Men No More is the highest-selling comic book of all time with, like, 40 or, like, 50 million issues. Mm So, yeah. Or... It might not have been 40, 50. It might have been like 5 million, 10 million. Anyway, it still holds the Guinness Book of World Record for the most selling comic book of all time. But it just shows you how important that cartoon and that comic book was for a whole generation. So when we actually saw the trailer, like, oh shit, we're actually getting the X-Men on screen. It was like a kid's dream come true. Of course. And it was around the time, because I want to say it was 1997 or 1998 was when we got Blade. 98. 98 was when we got Blade. And that was technically the first of the the Marvel movies in that genre. Yeah, it was, it, it was very uh, leather clad, uh, dark. Dark. Yeah, yeah. The lighting was usually darker, and these were heroes for today. Yeah, it was a, definitely was the catalyst for the current or the first renaissance of comic book movies. Do you think they had a regimen for how they took care of their body for the chafing all that leather did? Or were they wearing like Under Armour so as not to chafe? I'm gonna say no, just because Under Armour <laughs> I don't think was created. <laughs> yeah, you know, you got or if it was, point. it wasn't Under Armour. Yeah, but they had to figure some shit out. And Professor X was probably weird and kinky enough that he's like, let it chafe, mm. let it chafe. Most likely, I think they use baby powder. Yeah. <laughs> now take it off slow. Yeah, slower. I'm going to need to see how you look under that suit. To, yeah, uh, just because I just sure. re- oh snap! I have realized 
they would have been doing a lot of stuff in that leather and not yeah. really be sweating. Yes. I'd have been sweating my ass off. Ugh, it's probably collecting somewhere in those suits. But go ahead, Ross. Also, what if it's the technology? What if it wasn't really leather? What if it was a leather? What if it was a leather base, but it was cotton and it was breathable? I mean. Yeah, it could be. But they right. didn't have Forge. So. But the thing is, even in that movie, Scott made a joke like, would you want us to wear yellow spandex? You would have more maneuverability in that spandex than you did in those leather outfits because you could barely turn. Like, mm-hmm. if you go back and watch those, you didn't have no full range of motion. And being <laughs> a, a field leader, the team leader, Cyclops, you need to know, you need to have your people outfitted in the best material that they can have at that moment so they could get the job done efficiently. So we're not going to spend too much time dissecting each movie, but there are a couple points we should talk about. Yes, but um, the biggest thing too, me being the X-Men fan I am, was like, I couldn't believe the movie was happening. It was like, damn near fan casting, getting Patrick Stewart as Professor X. Like, you had my money already with that alone. Holly Berry as Storm, one of the most iconic African-American female actresses or people in the world as Storm, the most popular and the greatest to me the greatest black superhero of all time already and just seeing it actually come in, come out and just being like oh my god fuck yes <laughs> and then you add into that two relatively unknown actors yes. Anna Paquin yes and Hugh Jackman exactly and pairing them together you know I liked it in the movie I, I liked their relationship I, I I really do and there's still even that one scene in the very beginning where he's like or she's like, you should put your seatbelt on. He's like, you shouldn't fucking tell me what to do. And yeah. then, <laughs> boom, straight through the windshield. <laughs> so we see, I want to I first I want to talk about X-Men 1 and 2, kind of like as a, as a combined thing. Because yes. those two came out relatively close enough. And then when, by the time we got X3, it had been just long enough that we were waiting for it. Yes. But in the first Salivated. two, in the first two, which characters would you have rather seen than the ones we saw? And the, the character design, the costume design, was there anything that you guys would have changed? Um... You mean who, a character for those two movies that we didn't see at all, or who we would like to be in it that maybe eventually came into the Yeah, either. Um, I'm going to be honest, I would have liked to see more of Toad. He was just only like a minor thing. Well, you know what happens to a Toad that gets struck by lightning. Yeah, but yet... (laughs) The same thing that that happens to everything else. (laughs) Wow. Gotta love that writing. (laughs) But yeah, so, so what would you like to have seen more with Toad? I just would have liked either him wisecracking. Right. Longer scenes, because technically he was only there for like two scenes, I want to say. And that's Ray Park, who who played Darth Maul. Exactly. He had the chops to do all that stuff. He has the skills and to pay the bills. <laughs> it would have been in like, it was literally a tease for us to be like, guess what? Yeah, we gave y'all a toad. Y'all disappointed at it. So here's how we're going to repay you. We're giving you Nightcrawler and all in two. Right, but and it's just like, but y'all could have just not really killed Toad and brought him back in two. And could you imagine a fight scene stuff. between Nightcrawler and Toad Bruh, in the second one? It would have been so good. Right? Oh, Toad bouncing around, Nightcrawler trying to bamp. Although, although, if, if we're gonna talk about Nightcrawler real quick before we get to the other stuff, not even an honorable mention, but a necessary one. Opening scene in X2 still holds up to me. Oh, it's no matter one what, it's one of the greatest opening scenes in any movie. Any, movie. Oh my any God. movie of all time. So then, okay, would you have gone differently with their costumes, Ross? Um, I'm be honest, not really, because okay. it was still good. It just was just like, right when Wolverine made the point, it was like, why the, why the fuck is we wearing leather? It's just like, <laughs> yeah, what the f- <laughs> Oh, well, I never really put two to two together, but y'all niggas was always wearing leather fighting all the whole entire time. Mm-hmm. See, because um, hmm, most, of, most of all the characters I like have made some type of appearance on the screen as X-Men throughout the totality of the series. Of course. Because uh, I also basically wrote down the same question. But for me, um, X-Men that I wanted to see in general that didn't pop up any movies definitely would have been Sunfire oh, and Dazzler. Dazzler mm. did show up in the totality of the movies, but that, for one scene. Right. I don't count that same way. Like uh, for villains, I put Omega Red because technically he did pop up in X three on paper and in the deleted Deadpool scenes. That's but right. He, he was on a computer screen. Well, no. Well, he was a. They gave the Omega Red char- name to a character that wasn't Omega Red, but in Deadpool yeah. two, they shot the scene. They just didn't put it in the movie, but. Oh, an actual mm. K 
character in a movie like Dazzler, Dazzler popped up, but that was not Dazzler. Same Actually, way, like, Jubilee technically has popped up in three films, but thank you. Still, that was never really Jubilee, Jubilee. So that's um, X-Men I would have liked seeing in the beginning. And more of like, and also just talking about like the traditional um, five, I definitely would, because the only ones we were missing was Angel and Beast in the first two, but ironically, we got them in the third. And as far as costumes go, I was just like, I was fine with the leather, but they could have added more color as accents, or they should have just went with Grant Morrison style, oh, yeah. like the, just the X jackets if you didn't want them being spandex. And they're supposed to be teachers and students and staff and faculty, you could have went through, um, in that um, lane with the costumes. Well, and, and with that, they, they tried to give them those X jackets in uh, the, the Dark Phoenix movie, yeah. the most recent one. And too little, too late. It was too little, too late, yes, of course. But with the first two movies, I'd say some characters that they could have done better, obviously Angel, because Angel's a founding member. You know, keep him there. He's, yeah. Have him flying around the campus, even. Two, another character that should have been introduced, in my opinion, much sooner, would have been Juggernaut. So that way you can get the relationship between him and Charles as half-brothers. Yes. Yes. Or at least in a flashback, so when he did pop up, you'd be like, yeah, oh, yeah. that's to do. And then you always had that reference, especially if you would have brought Beast in early, have him being a teacher there, maybe not on the field, then you could have banter with him and Angel be like, why am I keep giving you all this money just for you to create these things and blow up? Or something like, why yeah, you yeah. always just blow up my money, Hank, since, we, <laughs> since I got here? I'm like, well, that's what you're here for. But I can't <laughs> Besides say, your good looks, we need that wallet. But I will say though, Angel scene in three wasn't that bad. Like it, it wasn't. It was just there. But they didn't yeah. use him. Any, any they didn't really than, use him yeah. a lot. But I will say, just the, his introduction scene in three, I personally did like how they did. Oh yeah, yeah that was that yeah, iconic when yeah. it, when his wings pop out and he's there. Yeah. Oh. Seeing how he was a kid and he was, he want to be a freak. That he was, was trying to so cut off his sad. wings. That was so Bruh. sad. So okay, so you you, you have X Men. You have X-Men 2. And out of those two movies, my question is, if they weren't just Wolverine-centric, what else, what other stories would you have told at the beginning? Uh, knowing that it is early 2000s, and while we did have costumes that look better in other Fox movies, i.e. Fantastic Four, where it was much more comic accurate. You could have went with um, the Morlocks in any way, shape, or form yes. early. Take them underground in the sewer. Have that happen? That might have been a better sequel, or oh, yeah, yeah, you just yeah. could have focused on like friends against humanity, or friends for humanity, like in the cartoon, and just a mob, like bringing in a young mutant and teaching her how to use her powers while still protecting her and the the, the others from a world that hates and fears them. Fears them. I'm gonna be honest, even though it was too little, too late, they should have introduced the Sentinels for us. Right, and not just as a training simulation in the third mm, one. So stupid. I mean, because I remember, I remember because they teased it to us so much, and only for us to be like, "Oh, you're only getting this for five minutes." And guess what? It's a simulator. And you know what? Yeah, that that would have been a great story for for maybe the second movie. Now, I do like what they did with the second movie because the action scenes were great. Yes, um, that 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 moment with Bobby, um, Pyro, Rogue, and Wolverine at uh, Bobby's house. Yes, man. And Pyro's just blasting things yeah. left and right, and then. The shot to Wolverine's forehead. Bing. Holy shit. And we, the one thing, too, that I kind of do like about two as well is just the fact that Pyro was still at the school and then he's just like, that's a I don't want to be here. When, the Brotherhood is right. That's right. I'm following Magneto. I'm out this piece. Well, and Magneto tells him at one point, you're a god among ants. Let no one tell you otherwise. And that's uh. the great thing. <laughs> it, Here's your fire back. Here's the fire The two best things. Don't call me by my slave name. I'm not going to lie. Just hearing that part in the movie theaters, me and Kelsey gasped so much. <laughs> and it was just like, oh, yes. Their slave names are their real names. They love being called by their code names, mm-hmm. which is the names they gave themselves. Mm-hmm. It was so good. And in the fact To represent that, who they really are. Uh, so then, okay, last question for the first two. What are some things that you genuinely liked about the first two movies? Well, of course, the first two already goes without saying Nightcrawler. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, came yes. in, fresh, refreshing, the, one of the more comic-accurate characters in the series. And also, well, of course, um, Patrick Stewart as Professor X. 
and the design of Cerebral because that's is still the way it's modeled in comics today. It's It's iconic. Yes, it's iconic as hell. And uh, I would like to add one thing that just for me being a person that loves the dynamic, the loyalty that Mystique has for Magneto. It's it's unwavering. So great until when we get to the third movie. Where she's like, and even, ah. but it's <laughs> but just with the way that they showed it into like, she should have turned on him, mm-hmm. but she didn't. And she didn't. And what happened? He saved her first, set her free, and they said, "Let's go get everybody else." So I'd like to take this next minute to talk about the third movie. And I know I've been kind of I was a bunch of them in two, but the third movie I got to talk about before we talk about the next ones. Because X-Men 3 was long awaited. The problem I think that they ran into, and you guys can, you know, dispute it, say, you know, I'm right or wrong. They forced the Dark Phoenix stuff far too fast. That's that's always going to be accurate. Mm -hmm. And as soon as that shit happened towards the end of the movie, when I saw her start turning the fire, I literally was in the theater like, no, don't. Why? When the, when, when the water was... Yeah, yeah like, yeah, why yeah. are you doing it? Like, no, don't. No, what? No, no, not the... That's a whole... You can't even bring the shit. Don't do it. You know, I didn't... I still do that. I don't know. A lot of mistakes were made there. Yeah. Uh, a lot of mistakes, including the, the size of Juggernaut. Uh, the fact that Jamie Madrix was another throwaway character. Yes. You can't throw Jamie like that. Right. He is... What are you doing, Multiple baby? man. Multiple man, baby. For real, it's like that juggernaut shit too. Like, I even have a problem with him being a mutant because I get it. Make changes easy to digest in a world with mutants. Everybody mutants. And you start bringing magic, I'm fine with it. But like you said, said the size. Like, no, juggernaut is a a towering behemoth. Yep. He's not just a swole dude. And why'd y'all try to jam three stories in one movie (laughs) and each act is a different story, but yet y'all couldn't tie them in right? Because what is wrong? Because we that that's from a time, and you guys may remember. I'm sure you do. It was a time where movies were only allowed three. You could have one movie, and you could have a sequel. But if you did a third one, that's your trilogy, and that's it. That's a wrap. It's and put. Yeah, before we realized it didn't have to be that exactly. way. Exactly. Star Wars. Star Wars. The, the current MCU. Um, somebody John to, Wick, which is probably going to keep going on. Hell yeah, yeah, like somebody had to break the mold. And yeah. it wasn't like the eighties where we we're like, oh, we gonna make eighty critters. <laughs> Or or run Superman into the ground where it is Superman's search, what is it the search for peace search for peace or uh, even with Jason uh, guess God. what we running Jason so much we running Jason so far in the ground he going into outer space okay okay yeah but X Men meets Muppets that is a movie that I would be oh yeah I definitely yeah, yeah, yeah. Muppets like now that they're both Disney you know what I'm I'm, I'm in I'm like, I know it's like to be different you get Cookie Monster and Beast but <laughs> he's trying to they talk they talk to each other about how to get cookies and chocolate uh, out there first wrong people sir that's well, Cookie Monster. Sesame uh, Street was still technically uh, part of the Muppets. Yeah, they, they, have cross, yeah. So they crossed over a bunch. Yeah. Sesame Street was supposed to be more educational, where Muppets yeah. were supposed to be Mel Brooks. But Sesame uh, Street's not owned by HBO, though. No, it's not. It's partnered with HBO. Yeah. So, Contracts. Um, oh, okay. Uh, with the third movie, pros and cons. Quick fire before we get to the next one. Pros and cons, Roscoe. Everything. And well, everything. <laughs> everything. Pros. The only real pro. Well, the major, the most major pro of X3 is Kelsey Grammer as Beast. Yes. Perfect. The yeah. second um, pro would be Ellen Page as Kitty. Yes. I love that. And cons, it's the rest of the movie. <laughs> and once again... I'll give another pro for the oh, whole relationship with Kitty and Bobby. I wish we would have got that from Jump, but then again, the disrespect of that nigga Cyclops. You're going to kill the leader. That's like killing Leonardo at the beginning of a Ninja Turtle film. And Scott, Raphael Scott, just leads the whole squad. Scott, 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 I'm like, Scott, what did y'all do? Scott, y'all really killed? I was like, nah, he going to come back. He going to come. Oh, shit. You're going to kill Cyclops. And then you hear, Logan, 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 Logan. Like, we get it. Wolverine's the guy, but literally kill off Scott and made the whole romance about Gene and Wolverine, the woman he was never going to actually get. But I gotta stop talking about For that. me, pros, <laughs> pros, it was the first time uh, me and my uncle went to go see a movie together. I hadn't seen him in years, so that was fun as the experience. Also, the first time I had my movie, first movie theater hot dog and decided, I don't even care if he's been in the back for, you know, weeks. This is delicious. Mm. There was some mustard on that. Another pro, I would say the fight outside of Jean Grey's house. Yeah, that was pretty cool. That was, that was decent. Cons, yes. you took away Nightcrawler. 
Also, that was another contract thing. He wanted more money. Yes, he did. To come back and screen time. But oh, he pulled an Edward Norton? Yeah, he pulled an Edward Norton and Terrence Howard before either. Pros. Halle Berry's, uh, her pixie cut. Oh, wait. Or oh, wait, she did look good in that. She looked good in that pixie cut. She did redeem herself technically uh-huh. after the debacle of Catwoman. Con, it was another Wolverine story. Exactly. Uh, another tidbit. Um, so, yo, but, all right. More I talk about is but when she killed Charles, though, I ain't gonna lie, nigga. She blew up Charles. Like, yo, yo, why y'all hurting me? Why y'all hurting <laughs> and me? And when he looks that? at Wolverine and smiles. Yeah. Oh, uh, so but <laughs> before we go to a before, right before, now, yeah, we, 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 we can go on to this. But then came the next series, and this was one that no one really asked for, but seemed to be in theme. We had three X Men movies that were secret Wolverine movies, but then we got three Wolverine movies that were just bad. No, 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 no. I'm gonna be honest. Two with were bad. One, one was, was a masterpiece. Yeah. Okay, uh, go into that because you uh, and, and which which titles are those? Okay, because I actually have my X Men movies uh, ranked from one. We'll get to that to thirteen. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. but um, the first one, of course, is Origin. X Men Origins. Wolverine, which was supposed to be the start of Origin films. There was supposed to be a Magneto one that Loki got turned into first class. There was supposed to be a, a Professor X Origins film. I believe Gambit had Gambit one. Gambit had one lined up and, from, from the beginning, yes. and then they kept changing everything. Exactly. But then, yeah, like I said, there was supposed to be a series of origin films. After that was the Wolverine, and they copped out the samurai turning him to maybe our first Sentinel in the movie franchise that we actually see. Uh, Combat the, suit. So, so then what would be the third Wolverine origin? Logan. Not an origin, though. But no, no, I'm saying it's not. So I origin. guess that's Miami speaking. Yeah, there, there was two Wolverine origin movies. Well, there was two. Oh. I thought there was another one. No, no, it was just or Wolverine or or X Men's origin Wolverine, then just the Wolverine. So there was two Wolverine movies. Then we had the then we had Logan. And I will say the Wolverine had some cool scenes. Yes. Yes. As opposed to X Men Origins Wolverine, which was hot garbage, hot mess, booty water, and and you're gonna do the whole. Blob gets his name Blob because he called him Bub and he misheard him. Wait, is that Seriously? how they explain yeah. that? Oh, yeah, he's like, don't call me Blob. I said, but. Did you just call me Blob? I am. That was messy. Oh, but so only good. Bad. But um, Liv Shriver as Saber 2 was the fantastic. only redeeming factor. Even though they didn't make him the look only like that, aesthetically, real... he still played that character to a T. Yes. And on the only other good thing, too, which. And would redeem us in future sequences is they casted the right person to play Deadpool, even though they made Deadpool wrong. Well, here's the thing: they did they did the beginning Wade Wilson correct. Yes, yes. and that was fantastic. Yes, and then they shit the bed on. They shit the bed. They told him to shut the fuck up. They so and shoot laser eyes. The length of the adamantium swords does not make sense. And why give him laser eyes? Why give him teleportation like that? Why give him laser eyes? Oh. And then, um, backtrack, I about to say this was the first time we saw that de-aging technology when Charles popped at the end. But, oh, that was so fucking but, weird. But, was, but was that, was Wolverine Origins pre-X3 or post? Because in X3, they did the de-aging too oh, in the beginning. It was, it, uh, it was, it was post-X3. So we have to thank Fox in some regards for doing that shit first before the MCU. <laughs> Even though it wasn't bad, they still leaked. Still, they took, you have they to. took, it just looked too... Round. It was, it was, it was too, too round, too smooth. It was too baby too, smooth. Yeah, it was baby. too baby smooth. Yeah. yeah, but they they did it first. They tried and it's the op- been perfected now. The opening scene of the Wolverine, I enjoyed for the fact that you can see him all busted up when after the bomb went off. Oh yeah, that was I like that because it's like cool. Bro, Show me was- more Wolverine having to stitch back together. And then the nice little Easter egg with in the little action scene with him in, at World War Two of Cap, and mm. I was like. I and then and then at the there was one other scene from the Wolverine that I very much enjoyed, and the rest of the movie I didn't really give a shit about. But they were firing a bunch of like harpoons in him, and he just keeps going, and it's that whole Wolverine drive. But then the rest of the movie was like, okay, but you know, we kind of stopped writing, and we kind of let the actors do whatever they want, and yeah. uh, here we go. And then also the opening battle sequence in Wolverine Origins when him and Sabretooth was going through time and wars. That was dope. And they did change Sabretooth's origin in there to make them brothers, but I wasn't mad at it because in the comic book they alluded like they were related for all these years. So for them to do the movie thing is like the easiest route to go. It right, right. makes sense. So I wasn't tripping about it too much. So. There was one last thing that was good about the Wolverine. 
and it was the post credit scene. Because he's making his way through the airplane, airport ter- terminal, and he sees the what's set up for Days of Future Past. Yes. And that's with the Sentinels, and uh, he can't make his way through the, the metal detector, but then beep, behind beep, him beep. it stops. And Charles and Magneto are like, you need to come with us right now. We got some shit to do. So before we got the Wolverine, we had another movie that set off a different series, a different timeline almost. Yes. And what movie was that, Ross? X-Men First Class? X-Men First Class. Mm, which was, comic book-wise, it was not the first class, no, but not. they created their own first class of mutants at the Charles Xavier School for Gifted Youngsters, and that movie was so refreshing. Like, it had a, I'm not saying a relatively unknown um, cast, but a lot of them were still up and coming. Right. And the fact that Fox took the risk of going that route, it paid off for him. Michael Fassbender as Magneto was incredible. When he goes to Argentina and he's in that bar with those two Nazis, yeah. oh my God. He goes, what's your name? My parents didn't have a name. Their name was taken from them by pig farmers. <laughs> oh man, then. And soldiers. <laughs> And once again, they modeled up an origin of another villain because Sebastian Shaw wasn't oh. like that. And he wasn't... Basically, they combined Sebastian Shaw with elements of Mr. Sinister. But for the movie and how it connected to Matt Needle's origin in the film... Oh, my God. Fan-fucking-tastic. You couldn't so do good. it any better. <laughs> well, and the fact that, you know, you can put a little sizzle on it when you bring the bacon and give Kevin Bacon that much of a good villain role where he's charming... But you still want to kill him. Yeah, and they really didn't do the best job explaining his abilities, but no. fuck it. But it then they, they, they also messed up because they had Emma Frost there, but then in X-Men Origins Wolverine, she was there as a kid. And and she wasn't even... In- oh my god, there was a young Scott Summers in X-Men Origins Wolverine. There was yeah. a lot of them. I forgot about that. Yeah. The storm was in a cage? Holy Quit shit. Silver. Oh my god. He was in a cage, she was a little speedy, right. like... Uh, yeah, yeah, there was a lot of mutants that was in that movie, but they just pooped on their continuity again. But even Emma Frost, like, she looked like Emma Frost. Oh, yes. They Who, Holiday get, Jones? Yes, but they didn't get... Or was it January Jones? January Jones. Yeah, I knew it was something yeah. like that. Yeah, it was a month they, But they didn't give her anything Groundhog to Groundhog Day Jones. Exactly. Like, she's one of the world's most powerful telepaths, but you just literally make her iconic. I can't even wish she kind of is. Well, she is. But, but she's also time, so powerful. She's her own bitch as well. Hmm. Straight up. They did a lot of cool stuff where they introduce a Zazel, who you know fucked Mystique, and that's where later on they do introduce Nightcrawler. Exactly. So when he does pop up, like when he did pop up in um, X Men First Class, it's going like, oh shit, uh-huh. they might go back and fix this and let it it's be known. It's not Will I Am anymore. Exactly. The, <laughs> yo, this is going to be Nightcrawler's daddy, so we don't have to have a scene with Mystique and him Which get together. Which is comic accurate. Exactly. But it doesn't because she's in love with Eric. But it does show up, and, and they, I, one of the things was they do allude to it later on that, yeah, her and Azazel had an entanglement, and that's where that's where Kurt comes from. That's why she looks young, because she can change. Exactly, but at the same time, if you go, don't wink at it when you just get address it and make it a theme. Well, and I, I love it because you do also get into the, the character of Hank McCoy, who, did, who just wants to cure himself. But that's the thing, too, because Hank, that's why I like Kelsey Grammer's because he was already past all that bullshit. Yes, this was young Hank, though. Yes, he was like, nah, I'm a mutant. My and feet he, look weird. And even when um, Leech, he went on to touch Leech, which was another character they messed up, because mm-hmm. not going to get into that, but he went to, <laughs> um, to touch Leech, and he was like, oh, shit, you're reversing. Nope. Uh-uh. Yeah, yeah, I've been there. Back. I've been there, nah. And you can see that I'm, in that yeah. one. He's, in his eyes where he's like, I could. It'd be so much, so easier. No. Being, nah, been there, done that. But, like you said, we got Young Beast, um, Hank McCoy, played by yeah. Nicholas Hawk. Yes. And he's going through the whole dilemma of, like, I'm a mutant, but I want to be accepted by humans. Let me find a way to cure myself or some shit like that. Or just come to grasp with his own mutantness. And that whole thing with him and Mystique, like, no, nah, you should be proud of who you are. Mutant and proud. Mutant and proud. Which I, I, do, I do like at the beginning of first class where you have... Uh, Charles talking to the girl and her eyes are different colors and he's like, oh, you're a mutant. That's a mutation. Oh, girl, why don't you come over here and check out my X-Genes? For real. I don't know why it. that's James McAvoy's voice in my head. But then he does it all the time. He's just like, you know, she's a mutation, and then, right? And then you got, you got Mystique who changes one eye and she goes, oh my God, am I a mutant now? Mm-hmm. Like, oh. 
up, Miss Steve. I remember I used to feed tea and crumpets in the corner. I kept you my little muty secret. Can, can you be my little muty secret, sis? Can't be like your pet, Charles. See, that's the reason she's mad about the X-Men shit. It was that childhood <laughs> bullshit that Charles put her through. And that's another thing, too. I do will say, I do like the fact that they did make them, brothers, like, technically siblings. And it gave her enough like, animosity towards him. Yeah, it made, a, it made it more reasonable. I'm like, fuck you, Charles. That's why I'm running with Eric. This nigga's like... And then, and and then when Eric goes, show me that real mystique. No, no, no. Show me show that me real mystique. <laughs> but at the same time, too, that's also stems for Jennifer Lawrence. No, I'll take that back. She wasn't Jennifer Lawrence yet, but just them just finding a way to Make put it. Mystique in the film when she didn't need to be that. She could have been Emma Frost. She could have been a Polaris. She could have been... She, there was other female villains they could have had besides Mystique, but I guess she's the most iconic one, that could have went over to sure. Magneto and still kept it now, other characters that, that, that had a great role that shouldn't have been written off as quickly as they were. Banshee. Banshee. Yes. I couldn't wait to see I, Banshee. When, when he was there and he's like doing the fish shit and he's there and his whole character, I loved it. And then we never hear about Banshee ever again. Does he get killed Does off screen? Does he get killed off screen? Darwin, who tried to save everyone in first class. And I thought that was so smooth. I was like, oh, he can turn into anything. I mean, you, when you see his, his body changing... Uh, as he's trying to absorb it, oh, and one of them kind of looks like the thing from Fantastic Four, then kind of Colossus, then you know, oh yeah. But then of course, the first X Men to die was the brother, just like with Thunderbird. <laughs> they will kill the minority mutant oh, first. Yeah, we gotta look good for the screen, baby. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, and then I'm able to see with them all talking together, like, oh, Richard, like, your name is Professor X because you're a professor. Your first name is Xavier. Like, he's Banshee. I'm Mystique. Also, this one over here called Fuckface. We don't know why. He don't have a power. He just showed up. He's been delivering the food. It's not a click. <laughs> it's a tumor. It's a tumor. <laughs> <laughs> I always love when people get a bunch of code names, right? And it's all cool. And it's like, ah, you are the Dream Wiz. Oh, you are the Nightwalker. And this is the Argentinian. Wait, wait, what? What the fuck? Wait, wait. Hold on. I didn't even get that. Wait, wait. I didn't even okay none of this. Like, I'm just, wait, I'm just from the Argentine. What are you talking about? Yeah. Like, oh, this is the Dutch man. What? How come you guys get names like Proton and, you know, Cannonball, and I'm over here as Dave? Why can't I be like, you know, Power Grid? You know, because I fuck with this Like, nah, you're the Swede. <laughs> oh, guess what? We needed Summers in first class. Oh, and we guess, always have to have summers. We, and since we can't give y'all Scott because we're going to tell y'all that he's a little kid, guess what we're going to do? Give you a little bit of a... Uh, let, let's change the... Let's change what most of us 90 kids grew up as, as Scott being the older brother and then having a younger brother named Alex to now being, oh, my name is Alex. My little brother is in a coma and can't see and might be blind. And I can't visit him, but I know he's in the hospital. Yeah, right. But I got, (laughs) but Charles Xavier adopted me. Now I have to go to this school. I'm not gonna ask about. I'm not gonna ask about him no more. Cause guess what? I'm a mutant. My little brother's hurt. He's in a coma. He can't see, and he loves redheads. I guess it's time for me to bring a little bit of havoc. I'm just like, bro, no, don't, don't do that. Like, you messing up the timeline. You could, you could have have any other character lead the squad. There's so many X-Men you could have pulled. Oh, my parents died in a plane crash. Like, okay. And just, just so we could make it even more continuity, I'm gonna give y'all an Easter egg of a young Scott fucking up a school. Of course, we have to. Have, but at the same time, they could have went route of having Vulcan. If you're gonna mix Vulcan it up would have been a great and have him die off. So like, man, I did your brother wrong. Now let me go find Scott. Then you could have played up the whole dynamic just by switching that. Scott could have been like, "What's up with my brother that's in a coma?" Now here's how I know that we've spent too much time on this on this movie because it's a good movie because I like this one a lot. Like that's why we can tear it apart. I'm not gonna lie, I love. I was a Havoc fan, so just the yeah. fact that they was giving us Havoc, but then I'm just like, oh, so y'all just gonna switch it up just for us like y'all did the last X, last X-Men TV show right. y'all gave us? Well, Alright, whatever. And the fact that this was not a Wolverine movie, and they made that clear in that one scene. Yes. Leave me the fuck alone. Alright, we out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck off. 
I'll say the same thing you told me. Fuck off. For real. And then they even keep having Pyros to say like the comic book. They gave him chest lasers. They gave him chest lasers. <laughs> so uh, we have we have the first class. Then after that, we get another movie that seems to bridge the gap between the older X-Men movies that we talked about from the early 2000s and onward and this new generation that they could easily continue the stories with. What movie was that, Kelsey? That was X-Men Days of Future Past. One of the most iconic comic book two-part series, even though it wasn't very good, and I'll be honest, it's iconic. Wolverine, Kitty Pryde behind him. Behind them, a whole poster. Exactly. Dead, dead, missing, dead, M-I-A. Slain. Slain. Not just dead, slain. Yeah. Like, yo. And like you said, Humor. the comic book okay. itself wasn't good, but the impact was the most important Humor. thing about it. That what makes it iconic, the way they shifted the landscape with this and showed the future for mutants. Not only mutants, but humanity also. Because once a machine absolutely. says, fuck the mutants... And in order to stop the mutants, we have to stop where they come from. Oh, guess where they come from? Humans, because the humans are too stupid to acknowledge that shit and respect them like other humans. But the machines are logical, so they don't have that fucking ego in them. And also, in the comic book, you show Rachel Summers, Franklin Richard, two kids. Franklin of the, Richards. Um, leaders of both respected squads, Jean Grey, Cyclops, and the X-Men, Mr. Fantastic, and... The visible woman from Fantastic Four, and they have a kid in that future, Hyperstorm, which is super powerful, but I digress, but... In the movie? Yeah. They changed some things. Yeah, that changed quite a bit. In the in the comic book, uh, Kitty Pride is the one who's sent back. Yes. And she's the one in her younger body trying to stop Mystique and the Brotherhood from assassinating the senator. In the movie, played by... Was it Bolivar Trask in the comic book, too? I believe so. It might have been. But yeah. Bolivar Trask in the movie is played by Peter Dinklage. The boy Tyrion. The Dinkles. He drinks and he knows how to build mutant hate and killer <laughs> robots. Man, that just might be a toaster that electrocutes you. We don't know. We, we can't know. We're not. Yo. That's not for us. That's for the angels or the Worthingtons, if you will. Mm. Why did they get him to play Puck? Ah, he's, not, he's not intimidating enough. But still, he's Danny small. Danny DeVito is Puck. <laughs> but he's rounder. But... Puck's, Puck's are round. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like... <laughs> So, Days of Future Past changed it where Kitty was the one sending Wolverine in the past with a whole new mutant power. Maybe it's because she can phase through stuff now. Her power is, you know, mutated to a point where she can phase through time. And they didn't even try to explain that. Even, they like, never even explained. They mutation. said, guess okay. what? We didn't get that. This is happening. Go into the past and save us. Right? We, we, we got a couple of glimpses of other mutants, though. Omar Epps played Bishop. No, yeah. you're racist. That was not Omar uh, Epps. Uh, <laughs> was, uh, was it not? It was not. It was Who a British was actor. Oh, no. Yeah, like, don't worry Damn. about it. Damn. It wasn't Mackay Pfeiffer either, but no, it was not Omar <laughs> I get it. It was dark in the future. Uh, like, was... I thought, I, I, all these years, I thought that was Omar playing him. Nah, I was Are you sure? 100%. Yes. Okay, well, let me just go ahead and skip over that and uh, right. say we saw Sunspot for a second. Yes, yes. we did. Um, there were there were a couple other out there. Warpath was there for a minute. Warpath uh, was there a hot minute, and it pissed me off because I wanted to see more of that motherfucker. And Blink, Blink was Blink was so good. Give me Blink in everything, just like in Gifted. We got Warpath, or give me an Exile series. I'm being honest. Blink. They redeemed us by giving us Blink and Gifted in. Uh, and we'll get to the TV series here in a minute. But Days of Future Past changed some stuff. Yeah. Yes. And while I'm, while staying iconic to a few scenes. Yes. Exactly. The thing too about the whole movie was for them to go back and course correct and consolidate their timeline because it's been a hot ass mess throughout all the movies. Because like just listen to us right now if you haven't seen them all or seen <laughs> some of them. Different characters pop pop up here, or there, different ages, not sounding like it's just a hot mess. But if Days of Future Past we're supposed to make everything streamlined, which is still end up not happening. It's like, you had one right. job to do and you still broke it. We had a beautiful vision of the future at the end where the Institute was going. Everything was saved. The world was as it should be for the X-Men as we know them, as we've grown up with them. But then we get another part where you see how even the best laid plans, even the futures that we're supposed to go towards, can be, di- can be derailed by writers and directors. Mm-hmm. Next in the series was X-Men Apocalypse. Roscoe, what was your first impression of X-Men Apocalypse? Oh, wait, sorry. Gotta go back. Quicksilver scene in Days of Future Past. How could we forget? If I could trap time in a bottle. Yo. It was so, Iconic. And, and what makes so, something so great at this time period is we 
before these, this movie came out, we got the announcement that we were getting Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver in motherfucking Age of Ultron. Age of Ultron. Yep. So everybody's like, oh shit, we about to get mutants. Just for like a week <laughs> later, Fox announced Wanda and Quicksilver coming to Days of Future Past. Past. So it's like... With old buddy from right. American Horror Story. So yeah. it's just like, wait. So they both got the rights? Yes. Only for us to just be like, all right, so they made it. They made this little Marvel made this slide move to get them. But mm-hmm. Fox was mm-hmm. like, oh, fuck all that. Now, it was a wiggle room because Quicksilver and Wanda have both been mutants and non mutants. Which we talked X-Men about many times on And the show. both been Avengers. But prior to Edge of Ultron, anytime you see them portrayed in anything from a video game or a cartoon, they've already been mutants and Magneto's kids. But the wiggle room was that they could be Wanda and Pietro in Marvel, but they could only be Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch in the X-Men version. Right. They couldn't use those names. So that's how they found their way to separate the two. Now, and, and, and I'll say for Contrast. me, I want um, Quicksilver from Days of Future Past and Apocalypse and Dark Phoenix. That's the one who I want. I want Scarlet Witch from the MCU. Yes. That's that's the combination. And if they're going to fuck up the multiverse, oh, yeah. keep Evan Peters, keep multiverse. Evan Peters, please. Because his attitude. I don't care if y'all make PHO a little brother. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Make him twins. You, you, you can still do it. He's old enough. Well, you can do it. Better yet, just say that PHO never really died. <laughs> what, if, what, if she meets, what if she meets this version of him? Now, my thing would be, if you gave us X-Man's Quicksilver, with but with Aaron Johnson's portrayal as Quicksilver, because he has to be the op- overprotective brother to Scarlet Witch. That makes their dynamic day. He can't come in and be like, oh, whatever, whatever. Like, no, Quicksilver's the dick. He's the Namor without Namor. He has to have, like, that type of absolute, like, oh, you guys are fucking stupid. You did, bitch, you didn't see that coming, old man. Like, you have to have that dynamic with them, too. That would make them. Down. I with her. So I'm still down with Evan Peters, but he has to act like Quicksilver. Okay. Yes. Or like they could do, like you said, have her break her sanity, bring in Evan Peters with this whole supposedly rumored of her being in the multi universe with Doctor Strange, and that's how y'all bring Vision and Pietro to yeah. us, and just say fuck it. We're 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 getting somewhere towards the end here, but um. Apocalypse. I was surprised that they actually casted Olivia Munn because she was campaigning since, you know, way, way before they even decided to even do this oh, yeah. whole rebranding. The of fan it. art alone was amazing. Exactly. And that's yeah. one thing, too, about Fox. They sometimes they get the fan casting right. Like Kelsey Grammer's Beast, Patrick Stewart as Professor X, Holly Berry Storm. Like some of this shit they do, they get it Spot mm-hmm. on, and Olivia Munn was one of them. Unfortunately, the movie didn't give Sala do Sala any justice or allow Mo, a, Olivia Munn to show her full range of acting abilities. Right. Yes. I did like to see Nightcrawler introduced, and I, I, you know, I did like to see Young Angel get those fucking wings. Yes. Those wings, baby. Even if it wasn't. And Storm. The introduction of a street urchin storm, I'm about. Yes, yes. and she, I'm not going to lie, she actually portrayed storm. It could could be good debatable that, like, her storm was good enough that, like, when they gave us, like, she could have been up there for the Hollow Berry storm. Right. Well, so, I I enjoyed it. I'll be honest. There was a lot of things I did not like about Apocalypse, but but I still enjoyed it. It's It's the Age of Ultron. Yes, the Age of Ultron, like the X-Men films, but at the same time, or the new three... But at the same time, there's dope scenes like when the X-Men are fighting a power sword and then they team working. Mm-hmm. That's what the X-Men are about and that's what mm-hmm. they've been missing in movies. Like teamwork. Like have them bounce off the help yes. people use their abilities together. Have we Quicksilver still- acknowledge his dad is Magneto. I might want to talk the, about that. I'm be honest. <laughs> the, what was so also good too is the fact that they casted a good person to play Apocalypse because he literally, every time he... Every time he spoke, it was convincing when he convinced everybody That's to join him. Well, here's the thing. His acting was good. They could have done the costume better. They yeah. could have did the costume better. But, 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 he, but his words his were words so were His soul was so great that she was like, man, fuck the costume. Y'all got the and person to act right. And it's one of like, how do you defeat Apocalypse? Oh, shit. The Phoenix again? And that's the thing, right? Here's where we get put back into the corner. 
here's where we had a whole world of ways you could do this. And we saw Professor X, you know, he, he's finally fully crippled. Yes. And, and it's happening. And that's great because that needs to happen. But you, get, you put yourself back in a corner where you're like, okay, this, one, this next movie might be the last one we get to do. What do we do? Well, what did we mess up last time? Dark Phoenix. Should we stay away from it? Hell no. And that's that's them blasting rails. Oh, and they're man. like, let's do it. We can do it better. And they give her almost the exact same costume. And yet they take away the origin where she had the Dark Phoenix. She had the Phoenix Force in her at the end of Apocalypse. And then doesn't have it at the beginning of Dark Phoenix, but gets it from outer space. What are you doing, baby girl? What is you doing? I'm like, if you ain't going to do it right, don't do it at all. And another thing, too, about that shit is just like... Then they gave us the teaser at the end with them in quote-unquote comic-accurate costumes. Mystique had the blue and the white. And they, Scott had the blue and the gold. Nightcrawler had the red and the blue. And Jean had the blue or the blue and the gold as well. Like and Storm had, also. Storm had her cape and all that shit. Whole and they even low-key start trying to play like that 90s music. Quicksilver had his fucking yeah. shit too. You see the, like, the signal come out of the shadow. Like, oh, cut. And guess what happens? They gave us fucking dark fetus with no costumes, you bum bitches. And you know what you know you know what that was though, right? Ain't come on nigga having it in like the first ten minutes. But you know what that was though, because it came out afterwards, and yeah. I, I'm gonna just gonna say it. Because this is the Age of Ultron of those movies, what happened at the end of Age of Ultron? Yo. Avengers! Yep, they did. And this one they're like, X-Men? X-Men. Uh-huh. <laughs> Exercise. <laughs> so I must confess I haven't watched it. You, you don't, don't need, need to. to. there were three cool fight scenes but the plot doesn't make sense because they had to rewrite it so many fucking times the acting at some points is subpar Nightcrawler fighting amazing Storm doing her shit fantastic Michael Fassbender amazing Uh, James James McAvoy fantastic but the chemistry between Scott and Jean don't believe it don't even care about it don't want it Dazzler should have given her more where the fuck is Jubilee she was there oh yeah no 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 she wasn't there she I'm was thinking, in the background, maybe. Like they always do. Like they always do. Oh, no, no, yeah, she was there. That was the, when it was in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Cut the whole bit about her doing like, hey, guys, welcome to the F. Charles Xavier School for Gifted Youngsters. That's it. I'm Jubilee. I'm your guy. 90 shit. Because they have that deleted scene. So you scene. take young actors and you put them yeah. in this thing and you don't write a good story because you don't know where to take it. But then you take young actors and you put them in a story that's actually really good but takes too long to release. Yes. And you have yourself the new mutants. Bow chicka wow wow. Mm. Bow bow. Mm. The new mutants, baby. Mm. Bow, 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 bow. Mm. New mutants, y'all. We're new mutants and we're here to say, don't mess around because we came to play. <laughs> I'll allow it. <laughs> so, we went and saw new mutants. And I'm not going to give too much away. I don't want to get too much in the storyline. Because you need to see it. But let's talk about the pros of this. The pros, for the most part, the characters did feel like their comic book counterparts with what they were given. Some people shine more than others. Sam Guthrie? Sam Guthrie definitely could have used, I think, more time. A little more panache. Yeah, to show his um, personality more than others. Other than just being the Southern boy. Right. Exactly. But I did like the friendship camaraderie between him and Roberto. Him and Roberto felt like an actual bromance. Yeah. It was nice. That felt real. Ileana stole the show. Yes. Her and Lockheed were the best characters, hands down. And I had to re-educate myself about their relationship, too, as well. But then would, you, like, would you go ahead and give a little bit about that? Because when people who listen to this, I'm sure, I'm assuming... Our listeners know Lockheed uh, with the X-Men more closely related to so did, Kitty Pride. Yeah, Kitty Pride, which I thought that was always the case. But because the comic book came out in what, early 80s, late 70s, New Mutants? New Mutants. So Ileana had Lockheed because he's a dragon from the actual dimension of Limbo. But then, then he get recalled to being a space alien too. Yes, before. he did. So yes. she had, that's kind of like Linus and his security blanket. He are, she always had this doll with him, but when you go to Limbo, he is actually a real live little purple and that adorable moment, and that, 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 that will be a spoiler, Re, you know, uh, retroactive spoiler alert. When you see live, we see live Lockheed. We screamed. Who goes harder, live action Lockheed or live action Lockjaw? Uh, Lockheed every day. Okay, word. Yeah, he is more. Or <laughs> no offense to Lockjaw. No, but wait for Lockjaw was done wrong. It was done dirty. 
He was the whole, the, all yeah. the Inhumans were done dirty. Yeah, no, but he was the best one. He was the best all. thing in Inhumans. They spent all the budget. Yeah, him and Nova. Like him and Nova were the two hey, best things. Nova. I mean, not Nova, but the sister. Oh, um, um, Crystal? Crystal. Crystal, yeah. Crystal was good. Crystal was done good. Here's the thing. Lockjaw is great, yes. But he wasn't as great as... He was great compared to garbage acting and garbage characters. Lockjaw is great. Or Lock- Lockheed is great compared to good actors and good writing. True. Uh, a dog couldn't save that show. No. She yeah. could teleported my time back to me. One of the things <laughs> that you will find out, and I will say this has to be, I mean, do we talk about the, uh, the, the doctor's superior? What? The doctor. Of the the institution where these you, these young men find oh, them. That's one thing I have a problem with. Cecilia Reyes is, is a Puerto Rican. She should have been black shorty or at least an Afro Latina. That was my <laughs> my biggest grab because I came into comic books when she first was introduced in the X Men comics in the late nineties. Sure. So they could have used any character for that role. Like it's just never name stake. Like oh, see, she was actually in that. But uh, I would rather would rather talk about. Two of the other X films. The the relationship to the other X films? Oh no, the other two X films we didn't talk about in the X Are you talking about the Deadpool movies? Yes. Before we get to that, last thing about New Mutants then, because y- y'all need to see it, and we've got, we're really running close on uh, being out of time, so we'll we'll knock those out real quick. Um, actually, you know, let's save that for our next filler episode. Let's do a deep dive into those two. In those who were. Yeah. yeah. All right. So then. Problem solved. But <laughs> new mutants. I will say other two, two other mutants in there. Danny and uh, Rain. Rain. Holy shit. I didn't need it, but I wasn't mad at it. I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. It's, it is what it is. Like, also. I get it. <laughs> um, Arya Stark. Why can't I think of her actual name? Because it's Arya Stark. Is it just Arya Stark? What do you Stark? call a girl with no name? Uh, a girl has no name. <laughs> so Danny and Rain, their relationship in the movie is one of the more heartfelt ones. It didn't feel uh, pushed. It didn't yeah. feel like uh, it was rushed. And the, the chemistry between the actors is great. It felt organic. It felt so organic. It looked. Like, it was like they actually just came into the set and were like, "Oh, oh, you two, you two are gonna click really well." It was a great movie. There's some stuff that uh, ties into some other movies, which we'll get into next week. But. I'd say take the time to watch it, whether you download it or risk the theater. But it's it's worth the watch, and talk, compared to some of the other movies we talked about in the Fox's X-Men universe, this is one of the top-tier ones. It's really good, because it doesn't feel like it's forcing a superhero story on you. Exactly. It's, it feels like you're watching a story that happens to have super-powered people. Exactly. I love it. It did, it did have some creepy parts. Yeah, because not every X-Book is a superhero romp. When it comes to like the comic books themselves, you have different teams for different missions yeah. and different positions. So, <laughs> so we're here at the end of the show. Next week, we'll jump into Deadpool, Deadpool 2 for our, our deep dive on that before we get into the spooky, ooky, kooky season that gets me harder than a candied apple. Um, <laughs> gets me harder than candy corn four months after you forgot to eat it. It's still the same consistency. It's still the same. It's not great. I'm wondering if fresh candy corn is even soft. Is it just like... <laughs> Form hard, like like adamantium. As soon as it cools, like it's no. Way. It's just bad. It's just bad. Uh, Ross, thank you so much for being here uh, this week. We we love having you. I love you know working with you, man. You're you're, you're a good dude. Oh, none needed, but guys, I'll he, see y'all on Friday. Don't you, yes, you don't will. Don't you mean to say he's one of the good muties? Ooh, listen, I don't use that word. You'll be able to hear Roscoe again this Friday on... Yo, Yo where the captain's is at? Well, it's, it, it's a whole amazing show. If you haven't listened to it yet, then what are you doing with your life? Yeah. It's on the network, and you should be listening. Some would say it's the most ridiculously random pop culture podcast in the 719. Yeah. yeah. And just for a fun fact, we talked about Danny previously on one of our episodes, a.k.a. the originals. She was the hollow... Oh, shit. Oh, shit, she was a hollow. And she played a native in that shit, too. Because she is actually indigenous. I know. It's fantastic. I love the representation. But also, there's... I'm not going to talk about... Roscoe, where can the people find you? Anything you want to plug a superhero? Or X-Men-wise? Or X-Wise? Because how many X other things are there? Or talk about your X-Wise. In previous lives. I don't want to. Because that means my heart's going to be broken again. So where can they find you? Y'all can find me everywhere underneath Roscoe Tinkoya. That's all y'all need to know. <laughs> Except cool. for on PlayStation. All right. Uh, Kelsey, thank, uh, where, where can people find you? And anything to plug? Instagram, Kelsey Show, same as Snapchat. 
course, Facebook, Kelsey DeAndre Greer. What I like to plug is single-handedly the greatest X film that was created. And we wouldn't have got it in this way if it was not for the Deadpool movies showing Hollywood that you can make a radio or superhero movie and it can make money. And that would be Logan. Oh, and my like God. like I said many times before, mm. if you get it on Blu-ray, if you already have it, you got to watch the black and white version. Yes, absolutely. It puts absolutely. another layer of grip and depth into it and also... Like the fucking scene at the end, spoiler alert, he dies. If you haven't seen it by now, fuck y'all. What are you doing July? <laughs> and the fact I can remember as soon as they sitting in that theater thinking like, oh my fucking God, she's going to pick up the cross and turn to the ex. 15, 20 seconds later, she picks up the fucking cross, put, t- puts it on the side, and it's an ex. Cry. Cry. Tears galore. And just to give y'all a heads up, I was next to him, so he said... She better not make this. You put that cross into her ex. She makes it in, the, and all you hear him is no, 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 ah! And just started crying. He couldn't hold them bitches because back it's a great shit. fucking scene. And the whole it was movie's amazing. And it was the finale of the whole X-verse. Exactly, because he was like the last X Men of that class. And even when he's talking to her about the comic books, well, no, well, you know, no, hold on, I, I can get it to look. Hold on, got them books. She ain't real. <laughs> You're dressing that bullshit. And then you look at the movies and look. Yeah. Your booty cheeks ain't that <laughs> For me, um, you can find me online. Uh, Facebook, Daniel Rojas. Instagram, Blue Morpho. One word where the O's are zeros. As I say always, I don't really post on there as much. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. But give me a reason. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, uh, under Escaping Podcast. Uh, make sure you let us know who your favorite X-Men is, what your favorite movie in the series was, and what you would have done differently in the comments. We love you guys, and today we're going to leave you with another Prefab Soul song. I was going to wait a while to do this one, but it's it's too damn good. And this is Determinate by Prefab Soul. Make sure you check it out. It's it's really good. And show some love to, to CJ and, you know, let him know that, that you appreciate his music. I won't have to ask that nigga if you watch Lemonade, Mel. Because uh, he did, and I'm going to have to figure out where he got Determinate from. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we love y'all. We'll see you next week. And uh, gear up, because once we're done with these filler episodes, we will be getting into Halloween. Halloween. Oh, We're going to keep ramping up our <laughs> Halloween stuff year after year, as long as y'all will have us. We love you. We can't wait to see you next time. And remember, there can only be one chum bucket. And if you can't escape your current contract by being bought out by Disney, you can always become an escapee. Stay on candy, y'all.